Today's Thursday, April 5th. The business men are back. Tyler Rocky, Tim Leonard. We're back. We, we've got a lot to talk about still. Like, Syracuse basketball ended what now? Two, three weeks ago? It doesn't feel like the offseason yet. It still doesn't, doesn't feel like it. We've got a ton of news to break down. O'Shea Brissett talking on radio, maybe hinting yeah. at coming back. We got, we got Syracuse players and non-Syracuse players talking. And I think my favorite thing we're going to do today, the Matthew Moyer guessing game. Yes, we are going to guess where Matthew Moyer's next destination is. There's been a lot of talk. There's been some lists out there, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to yep. try and figure out where our boy Matt Moyer is going. We're going to put on our Sherlock hats, and we're going to get down to the bottom of that. All right, FizzCast, let's go. FizzCast! Without Jerry McNamara, we would have won 10 games this year. You're watching the Fizz. Okay? Not 10. What's up, Fizz fans? It's the most brutal thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome back to another episode of The Fizz. And especially when it comes from our people. And welcome to The Fizz! Syracuse coming off maybe one of the worst weeks in, in program history. It wasn't great. It wasn't, wasn't great, great, that's for sure. But, I mean, it could be worse. You and I both, we've been watching the Masters today. Sergio right. Garcia. Dunking four balls in the water, so it could Five be worse. Five balls in the water. Five. Yeah. Am I shorting him one? Yeah. A big 13 <laughs> on the golfer. 15th hole. Uh, yeah, just thanks, Syracuse fans. You could be Sergio Garcia. As we're talking here on a Thursday, by some miracle, maybe he comes back tomorrow, but dropped an 81 today. I think uh, that's about as bad as it gets. <laughs> I don't I don't think he's coming back from that one. So word on the street is you're a scratch golfer, Tim Leonard. I am. I Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of... I'm I'm past my prime a little bit. All right. In in my heyday, I was around the scratch ranks. Now I'm probably a two or a three. You catch me on a good day, maybe I can flirt with scratch. But I've got to get the game sharpened up. Being up in Syracuse does not really. You know what well we got to do? That. Clemson football. You and I got to go down. This will be our excuse. Yes. We'll go golfing. Go down. I mean, there's so many teams to go down to. All these ACC, All these ACC schools, schools are right. perfect. We got to yeah. take advantage of that. Um, and your boy Doc Redman. Right. Too. Yeah, one of That's my buddies. Guy. He's uh, fighting for low amateur in the Masters, the U.S. Amateur winner, looking pretty good. After and he was the first in the Sergio day. group too. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he witnessed that firsthand, so I'll have to catch up with him on that. But oh man, he uh, he lived to tell the tale about that one, and he's doing pretty good. Hopefully, he has a good day tomorrow and keeps it going. Anyways, this is the Fizzcast, Tyler Rocky and Tim Leonard. You can find us on Twitter at Orange Fizz, also online orangefizz.net. And then, as always, SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, Orange Fizz. Four stars on, Four stars, on iTunes. Baby. we got to up that. we got to get to five. We've got a couple trolls up there giving us one star. So really? please, please drop us a five-star rating on iTunes. I haven't even and, seen these trolls. And if you're not if you're not rating us on iTunes, please do. Help Helps our morale. Helps yeah. us around Fizz headquarters. I think I'm a five-star guy. I yeah. don't know about you. We're five-star guys, yeah. We're not decommitting from the Fizz. No, no. We're not going we're, to... <laughs> yeah, five stars. What's that's the equivalent of the G League subject. for us? Um, mm, I don't want to... Yeah, you know, I don't want. It's a sensitive topic. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to hurt feelings. I don't want to hurt feelings on that one. I'm just right. gonna dance away from that yeah. topic. Good, good call. Very, very uh, politically correct of right, you. Right. Yeah, that's how I am. Just taking the the right answer. All right. Also, uh, we just want to give a shout out to some of our Twitter followers. We've got Matt on Twitter and, and Christine on Twitter, who have both given Tim and I some great compliments. So. Honestly, if you tweet at us, we'll probably we'll right. probably shout you out. On, we appreciate on the it. We appreciate all the love, and it it makes us feel good putting and, in the work, and it's paying off a little bit. And we, we're just coming off actually our most successful podcast of all time by listenership. Darius, yeah. ba- I mean, when news breaks, this isn't you and I being great. This is the content just writing right. itself. Special thanks to Darius spe- Baisley. Special for, thanks to Darius Baisley for for getting us up there, getting our name out right. there. Now. Maybe when Tyus Battle goes pro, we'll get to a five-star yeah. rating. Or when when O'Shea Brissett gets drafted by the Raptors, then we're yeah, really then we're, we're doing we're, an O'Shea Brissett Raptors special. Seriously, if, 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 that, if that comes true, then the prophecy that you have been yeah. preaching all year—I mean, you might be on an ESPN interview if that happens yeah. because you've been ahead of that. I've been since on day the, one. Yeah, I've been on the O'Shea to the Raptors train since about what December. January. Yeah, but it looks like I don't know. I mean, you're not reading into these comments he made on TSN. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. I've I'm reading into it a little bit more than you, I think. So we'll get to that. All right, let's start off with this Darius Baisley Players Tribune piece because this seems to be uh, it, this is gonna hang a cloud over Syracuse basketball for the entire season. And I think, listen, we're we're gonna get into our because 
again, Syracuse basketball never sleeps. So, of nope. course, naturally, Tim and I, we're going to talk about, we're going to have our award show. We're going to talk about the biggest things that we saw. We're going to hand out some awards, some fun ones. So if you got any award suggestions, be sure to tweet at us, at Orange Fizz, and we'll try to get them in on the awards podcast. We'll also incorporate some what-ifs in there. Yeah. And Darius Baisley is going to be the biggest what-if for next season. Right. But he's going to, that cloud's going to be everywhere. Everyone's going to be thinking, oh, what would this team would have been if Darius Baisley was with it? So let's get into the Players' Tribune piece. Pretty much everything I thought it was going to be. And yeah, I agree. We, we went into our Orange Fizz group me, um, which, by the way, is hashtag OITN Fizz. Orange is the new Fizz. <laughs> um, shout out Nate Dickinson for that. Yeah, that's good brilliance. name. That's been the name forever, too. That's, Since you can that, remember, yeah, right? Yeah, that can't change. Yeah. I think that's a stretch That's a keeper. By now, right. Um, so shout out Dino Babers, too. Yeah. Um, but the. And J.D. Rauchy said, a lot of respect gained for Darius Baisley. He was all in on this on this Players' Tribune piece. Which is a very J.D. Rauchy Which is take. a very, yeah. He's all in on pretty much everything. But it was everything I expected. Yeah, it didn't really there turn was, my head at all. There was one thing that kind of stuck out to me from it, and it was the fact that everyone's kind of ripping on, on him for only taking $26,000. And think about it. Like, a 17-year-old kid. $26,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a lot of money. 26000 more than he was making, yeah, probably. And, and basically he says, too, that, listen, like, to me, $5 is a lot. And if my mom gets gives me a $20 bill, like, I'm buying so many bags of chips with that. Right. And $26,000, he said he's not in it for the money. He even said in there, if I was in it for the money, I'd go overseas. He's doing this because he wants to play around NBA talent level guys. Yeah, and I think... I mean, he let off the article saying, look, my dream all along has been to get to the NBA, to get to the next level. And I guess it was good to see that he, you know, decided and took the time to have this conversation like two months ago. And he really has thought about it, I'm I'm assuming, based on what he's writing. So, you know, it proves that it wasn't an impulse decision on one hand. Right. The I, three months thing was kind of weird. Yeah, I just don't know why this article is coming out like a week and a half after he makes the decision. I figured he would make the decision like this. Right, and he would have the article ready My to go. My next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> right, just like Kevin Durant. Um, I, I mean, it, I think it's good that he did the article. You know, like J.D. said, I guess you gained some respect for him. I'm not all on board because it's not like he really said anything that I didn't see coming. I... I was a little sort of taken back, and I'm sure a lot of Syracuse fans were taken back initially because no one within the organization knew. I mean, it was just a yeah. bombshell completely. So, And proof of that is the O'Shea Brissett Instagram story right. of shout out my future teammate in his McDonald's jersey, and that's when And Frank Howard even fishy. said, like, oh, I n- never saw that coming. You know, people have said quotes. I think Jim Beheim even said that. So... No one knew it was coming. It kind of feels like he's sort of covering his tracks a little bit and going like, oh, okay, people have been going at me a little bit for that wasn't the most respectful way to announce that decision, mm-hmm. so maybe I'll write this article. Because why wouldn't he just write it in the first place? Isn't like, that when he what the decision? Player's Tribune is? It's yeah. just to, to patch up the wounds. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> that, that's pretty that's much that's what 90% this is. of the articles when you think about it. And it's it. funny because Derek Jeter, the guy who creates this whole thing, not really a snake throughout his career. no. But he, he's given the platform for all these guys to kind of be like, yeah, my bad. Yeah, I mean. The it, letter to my younger self, that's all over right. there. Out of the Orange, actually, <laughs> on the Players' Tribune. Really? A, a former Otto wrote a Players' Tribune piece about really? what it's like to be an Otto. I've not read that. And he's kind of like apologizing to his friends, like, yeah, like, sorry, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I haven't read that one, but. It is a bulk of the Players' Tribune articles for sure, and it wasn't surprising at all that he went to the Players' Tribune. I don't think no, it surprised yeah, you I, at all. No, yeah, not at all. The three. I, I want to get into the three months thing because I think that's the th- place where Syracuse fans, they, they can rightfully so feel stabbed in the back. And if this was an impulse decision by Darius Baisley, so be it. I mean, he's a 17-year-old kid. He's allowed to make whatever choices he wants to. But the fact that this has been going on for three months, because think about it. Yeah. Syracuse, once they got Darius Baisley, they're thinking, okay, we're, we're set. set. We're right. set for 2018, 2019. This guy is the cream of the crop in the class. He's shooting up rankings. 
And then you get Jalen Carey. You're thinking, oh man, like this is going to be a really good class. You also have Buddy Bayheim in the mix. You got Elijah who can Hughes. Ball. Elijah Hughes, you're, you're right, is coming back. Basically so a part of that class. Pretty much a part of that class, like you said. And the fact that it's going on for three months and you basically stop recruiting at that point, like you're calling it quits, even though you've got some spare scholarships to play with. That's where Syracuse fans deserve to feel yeah, stabbed in the no, back because definitely. you strung this program along that long, and that is where it hurts the most because even if you had inklings that maybe you might leave, let let Jimmy know. And, and maybe he yeah, did. Or Who talk knows? to him about it. Maybe he did. We don't know. Again, this we don't know the behind the scenes of all this stuff, but I think Bayheim and GMAC would have gone a little harder on the recruiting trail if they had known that this was a possibility. Yeah. Just even the even to get some maybe under the radar type guy, some three star type guy, even like an O'Shea Brissett type guy. Like right. O'Shea Brissett was a three star prospect, but he he's a hell of a player. So maybe get some under the radar guy just to cover your tracks in case this does happen. Yeah. Now you're scouring the grad transfer market, and I mean, there's a and couple a recruits one. out there that, but. That the grad transfer market's thin. The recruiting market is super thin right now at right. this stage in the game. I mean, we're in April now. There's right. hardly anyone and, that hasn't committed. And people are saying, "Oh, they didn't get Torian Thompson until late." And I'm not going to get into the whole Torian Thompson. Like, was he a bad pickup? Because no, he wasn't a bad pickup. He was a top 100 recruit, and you got him late in the game, and he just had trouble making decisions. It seemed like, but I think the thing with the late recruiting for this time around is nobody fits that mold. Not just like a top 50 guy that you're talking about, but like you go through the top 300, you're not finding a lot of no. six foot eight, six foot nine forwards yeah, that can so fit the, the mold of your zone. Because when I was looking at it, especially when you get towards the back end of that top 300, it's a lot of the undersar- undersized guards. And that's, that's what you're picking from. And, Right now, Syracuse does not need an undersized guard. Right, and not to mention, not only could they not really recruit, or they had no reason to go after recruits, but even if, say, they had Darius Baisley and they were still going after recruits, and you're going for a 6'9", 6'8", guy, someone that plays a similar type of position to Baisley, why would they even entertain going to Syracuse when they know Baisley's there? So... If he leaves and he makes that decision known, say, a month or maybe a month and a half ago, then Jim Beheim and Jerry McNamara, whoever, can go out on the recruiting trail and find someone at that position, and they can tell them, and you know, they don't have to explain to him or say, hey, we might have this guy leave, we might not. I mean, the door is open, and they know, oh, that could be my starting position if you're a top 50, top 100 guy. So it really stinks because... Now you just you really can't pick up that six eight six nine guy. You've got Mark Dolzhai to slide into the starting lineup, and it's still a pretty good team. But with Darius Baisley gone, it really hurts. And obviously, if he decides a little earlier, then you have way more time and way more room to make adjustments. Yeah, and I think the one guy this really hurts with when you look back at some of the guys Syracuse was recruiting is Lewis King. He's a guy six foot eight. It's kind of same mold as Darius Baisley, a top twenty guy, McDonald's really All-American. Who knows how much he he not how much he'd see the floor really, but like he's a stud. But if he sees Darius Baisley there too, uh, maybe I'm not right. going there because I can't be the guy. Lewis King would have been the guy next year. Yeah, and he's and going to be now, the guy at Oregon, probably. right? Exactly, and that Oregon program certainly one that's on the rise. But Very Syracuse class. A guy, a New Jersey guy that Syracuse missed out on because you weren't necessary. Maybe you weren't recruiting him as hard because you knew you had a safety net because you had Darius Baisley. Now, Baisley, when you get with the three month timetable, it doesn't match up with with King's commitment, but it it, it says some things. Yeah, it, it says absolutely. like that guy is there, he's committed, and we know that he's going to be the guy there. Yeah, and I think we're both in the same ballpark. It's just. It's a bummer. The timing of it stinks, but at the same time, it's no reflection on Jim Beheim and the coaching staff. Yeah. And Again, we've said good look for Beheim. Right. <laughs> In a roundabout way, it's it's a good look because it proves he's not dropping bags and he's not doing anything sketchy or illegal. Because if he is, why would Darius Baisley choose to go the pro route and get money? Yeah. You think that's why one is of he the taking? Incentives? Yeah. Why is he taking twenty six thousand dollars? Because again, for these basketball players, I mean, we, we've seen that FBI report like. 
Dennis Smith's getting what? 50K? 75K? Yeah. And if, you know, I've seen some guys that are getting money or are labeled to get money and that are tied to that report that are 75th, 80th recruits. Like There are guys I've never even think, heard of that are on right, that list. It makes you think, what is a, I don't know, R.J. Barrett? Or yeah. I'm not labeling him and saying he is taking money, but someone of that skill level if the precedent is to pay players that are in the 80-75 range, like a Matt Moyer-type recruit, then why are you not paying those guys for more? Or paying, you know, the value must rise when you get to the top of the ranks. Yeah. We Before we get too deep into that rabbit hole of paying guys, we'll, we'll, we'll climb we'll, back let's, out yeah, of it. <laughs> let's climb out real quick, shift gears. Any last thoughts on uh, Baisley? No, I think, I think we covered it. It's just... You know, the Player Tribune article is good. It's not a bad thing. It, if anything, raises my level of respect slightly, but ultimately not that much at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, it is what it is. Kind of everything you expected it to be. Um, final four wrap-up. So, first, I, I just want to get your thoughts on the game. Michigan-Villanova. Everyone thought it was a boring game. But I'm going to say this. That Villanova team was, was so fun to it watch. It was a boring game, man. You're I, saying I, boring? I'm saying boring. Okay. I agree. Villanova, very fun to watch. DiVincenzo, great game. Jalen Brunson has been one of the best college players of recent memory, and it was kind of cool to see him go out on top because assuming he is going to go pro, it looks right. like he will, even though he's a junior. I think it was rightful, or it made sense that Villanova would win, but the game was just boring to watch. I don't know how you could think otherwise. I, it was, just the way that, like, okay, so out of the gate, like Michigan's got a lead. Villanova maybe feeling a little bit of the pressure. They didn't play a great first half. No. And then they started to come back brick by brick. You got Dante DiVincenzo, the big ragu, coming through <laughs> and, and doing things that people haven't seen all year long. And then everyone's looking up, ooh, who's this Dante DiVincenzo? His Twitter gets uncovered, and, and that's a whole other story. But DiVincenzo, I'm telling you this. If Syracuse goes on a run next season— Elijah Hughes is going to be Syracuse's Dante DiVincenzo. Yes, I agree. Can you, you yeah, can get behind that, that? I can get behind that. That All makes right. a lot of sense. I mean, I think we both are in the camp that Elijah Hughes is underrated at this point, mm-hmm. and it seems like everything within the program has said that he's like competing with Tyus Battle in practice to right. be the best player right now. Yeah, and We've heard that. With, with DiVincenzo, he's one of those guys who he's just a spark plug with the team. Everyone loves him, yeah. and that's kind of what Elijah Hughes is from what I've gathered. Yeah, in, I in agree. locker room settings and all that stuff, he's kind of a goofy guy, and, and everyone just loves being around him. Not super highly touted, but then he can come up and give you those really big games. Because like Dante Divincenzo throughout the tournament was that guy who Villanova had, and whenever everyone else was playing poorly, he was the one that was stepping up, keeping them afloat. You think of that Alabama game against Colin Sexton when they're kind of right. going head to head. He's keeping them afloat, and then in the second half, everything starts to click for the entire team. And, and then you're just Villanova basketball, the yeah. Warriors of college basketball. Yeah, they're they're basically the Warriors at this point. And I don't know. I feel like, are you in the camp that Michigan just got really lucky to get there? Because yeah. it mm-hmm. was just an incredibly easy road it, when you think yeah, about it. I, I'm in that camp. And you they don't almost any- lost to Houston in right. the second you round. Almost, yeah. Needed basically a buzzer beater, needed to get you know some last-second heroics in that game just to make it to the third round, and they played— you know, they went Texas A&M, then they have Loyola in the Final Four, who was Florida State in the Florida Elite State, Eight. Mm-hmm. Granted, Florida State's a little better than a nine seed, but... Yeah, they were playing well, yeah. but... Yeah, I don't think that Michigan team really belonged on the floor with Villanova, yeah. and that was proved. So. so, we get to the end. One shining moment. Sorry for... I know everybody... Like, Tim and I love college basketball, so of course we gotta go on our little, like, Villanova rants yeah. and, and our and our Trey Young rants. It wasn't that long. That wasn't think, that long. Yeah. yeah. You you can have you can fast forward on these podcasts, <laughs> um, although we don't put timestamps, which we probably should do. Yeah, that's that's the next step. Maybe that'll get yeah. us to the five star yeah. level. That's that's when you start dropping five stars for us. Um, one shining moment. Syracuse has two appearances. Too little or too many for you? I think we set the over under at two and a half. So I I was gonna set it at one and a half, but the consensus in the room was two yeah, and a half. Yeah, I think so I, was I, right, I went along with it. Right about what I expected, but the appearances weren't really what I expected. Right. I thought. We were actually going to see like the Tyus crossover or the Tyus step right. back shot or one of those clutch shots in the first two games. Or maybe there was a little sliver of doubt that I maybe saw Braden Bayer's block in there. But No, the NCAA would never do yeah, that. They, it was, I think they know it was a foul. They knew point. it was a foul. We were, uh, 
we were preaching that once it happened because he did not get a ton of ball and he got a lot of arm on that <laughs> yeah. play. I think it's safe to say. Still a great hustle play yeah. and props to Braden Bayer, but I thought he might get in. So what was the second appearance? It the was second was, what, I forget who it was. I think it may have been Marek moving the name on the oh, bracket. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, a moving yeah, of yeah. the name on the bracket. Can't remember who it was, though. Yeah. See, I don't know. I think in the national landscape, like when they went to the Final Four, they probably got three or four moments right. on that one mm-hmm. shining moment. It's just yeah. different when you only get to the Sweet 16. There's yeah, less like Malachi footage. Richardson was probably in that thing three oh, times. Oh, yeah. It was the double goggles mm-hmm. after yeah. that one three. I remember he was in for that scene, but. Yeah, there really wasn't like a play or anything. It was just yeah. a close up of Tyus's nice. face, just eyeing down the crowd. Yep. They didn't show any of his big shots. Not against Arizona State. Not against Michigan State. L- little Tyus just has I to think... come back now. He's got to get in one shiny <laughs> yeah. moment next year. He's got to get his, his Malachi Richardson moment. Right. Yep. He's got to. He's got to come back. I'm sure he was watching that video and was like, "Dang, now I've got to come back." Just because <laughs> you know, I I need to have my one shiny moment. I've got to come back and really make a imprint on that video, but we'll see. All right, so Jim Beheim said some things, too. A lot of it in regards to Darius Baisley. Um, he said this over the past past week, like that whole week of the Final Four. Um, but here's basically what he said. Uh, this was on Golik and Wingo. Golik and Wingo. That's, yeah. that's, that's so weird. There, it'll forever be Mike and Mike, right man. Now. Um, Golik and Wingo. Um, so I'm going to give you three statements. You're going to kind of, we'll go statement by statement. Okay. First one, I think it will be proven. It's not the way to get to the NBA in regards to Darius Baisley going to the G league. The last 48 McDonald's all Americans, 47 of them went to college of the next 48, 48 will go to college. It's the best route. Yeah. I mean, very predictable that he would say that. I feel like it will become somewhat of a trend because I do think Baisley's going to be successful going I through too. this route. I think he's still going to and make it. And we're hearing he's going to be the number one overall pick in the G League yes, draft. and he's probably going to be one of the best players in the G League once he gets drafted and gets if not his the footing best. a little bit. Yeah, I think he's going to put up numbers, and he's going to get drafted in the top 10. So there's still, I mean, there were already people that were exploring going professional and not going to college because right. some people just don't like college. They don't want to make that adjustment. They just want well, to they keep just want playing. the money. Yeah, they want they want the money and they want to just focus on basketball and keep playing basketball and and not have to worry about classes and other stuff like that. So I think it's going to become more of a thing. I find it really hard to believe that, you know, Next five years, we won't see another Darius Baisley or another player make this jump. I don't think it's going to be a serious trend unless maybe 15, 20 years down the road, it starts to develop even more. And we maybe see some adjustments from the NBA in terms of the amount of pay they're giving out, or maybe they incorporate a team that has no affiliation. So there's a little more incentive to go there. But I'm not quite all on board with Jim saying 48 yeah. of the next 48 will go to college. I think there will be some outliers like a Baisley. I'm with Jim. I think you think every I think one the of next them. 48 are all going to college. Or really? If they don't go to college, they're going overseas. I don't think they're going to the G League because Adam Silver, in a backhanded way, has kind of said I don't think he likes this that much because they've had a very good relationship with college basketball. Yep. Say what you want about the one and done. The NBA college basketball relationship has been very good. I mean, he has said the best route, I the think, is The best route is college, college. Yeah. yes. And I think that guys are going to see that, and I think just the nature of of the the mindset of some of these guys, Baisley is an, is an outlier. Yeah, he's if got a specific mindset. mindset. He doesn't but... care. He's locked in. He he's He's doing his thing. He just wants to get in the gym. And I'm not saying that other top-tier McDonald's All-Americans aren't saying they just want to get in the gym. I'm just saying, like, they want to enjoy themselves for maybe a year before they go to the pros. So, based off of that, I do think the next 48 are going to go. Because when you think about it, the one, like, the $26,000, okay, yeah. But when you look at college basketball they say these kids don't get paid and whether they do or not is a completely other story but you look at some of these schools you get stipends at a lot of these schools to play college basketball you you get these unbelievable experiences i mean think about syracuse was it now 
three years ago, two years ago, they went to the Bahamas. Yeah, that's like true. That, at these upper echelon programs, and even some of the smaller programs, you, you go to these really cool tournaments, all expenses paid, uh, you're eating at at these unbelievable restaurants. Like, can you imagine the meals that Syracuse had in yeah, Omaha, all those steaks? I know Frank <laughs> Howard was raving about it. Right, yeah, they definitely went to town at some yeah. steakhouses down in um, Omaha. You get that. You're the kings of campus. Like, you can walk around and do whatever you want. It's also just a dream as a high school player. You grow up thinking about, oh, I want to play in Cameron Indoor. I want to play Playing a the NCAA time. tournament. Right, I want to play on in TV. March Madness. This is... On national TV, it's on ESPN, Big Monday, all that stuff you think about. You don't think, hey, I want to play for the G League. I mean, I can't even name like three or four G League teams like in terms of the mascot and match it up with where the area is. I know like the Greensboro Swarm, just because I'm from North Carolina, (laughs) and that's about it. I mean, there's a couple teams that I could rattle off, but there's just no knowledge or no understanding yeah. or anything like that when you're a high school kid you don't watch the g league right. you watch college basketball and you dream about college basketball little g league tangent mike waters had a great tweet today i don't know if you saw it i haven't seen uh, it uh so syracuse jim Beheim, jerry mcnamara going to visit isaiah stewart big time from rochester forward, right or forward, he, yeah he's la he, luminaire or whatever he's um he plays for albany city rocks okay so okay That's he's a new uh, york Beheim's guy yeah team. buddy Beheim's team right. um Someone else really good on. Oh, uh, Joe Girard's on that yeah, team too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Girard and Isaiah Stewart. I think they're going to be a package deal. By the way, it's really? going to be like a Tyus Jones and Julia Okafor type deal. Yeah, it's a I package mean, deal. Makes sense that they're both from the same team yeah. and kind of that same area too. Anyways, so with with Isaiah Stewart, Bayheim and GMAC are going to go visit him, and Mike Waters quote tweets it and says, oh, the Rio Grande Valley Vipers will also be in attendance. Too soon, question <laughs> mark? That's a good tweet. I good like Good tweet that. by Mike. Um, Got to shout out Mike Waters on, this, on the podcast. Oh, yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, back to the original point, I do think 48 of 48 of the next 48 are going to go. I do think, though, the NBA is going to, in these next couple of years, you're either going to be going to the NBA out of high school or you're going to be in college for yeah, two years. Yeah, I think college is going to make some adjustments. I don't There's know if There's going gonna... to be changes. Do you think they're going to get rid of the one and done thing next I do 10 too. years? I feel like it's I think it's, it's going to be much happen. sooner than that. Yeah. When's the CBA? It, it all depends on the CBA stuff. Yeah, I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later for sure. Next up, Beheim says it's very hard to go from the G League to the NBA because every NBA team has 17 players, which I think is a little high too. I think Jim's yeah. overselling that too. Which, but it, it only further proves his point. Right. The G League has 300 players in it. How many of those guys, where's the room in the NBA for those guys? There isn't room. Yeah, uh, that's a very good point, I think, because there's so much talent right now in terms of the G League and the NBA. We were talking about this a little bit. I think the NBA could add another team, honestly. They could add maybe two teams and get to 32. And the thing about it is we think all the time of, okay, like look at the Vegas Golden Knights in hockey. Everyone thought that wouldn't work. It's but there's working. just so many there's in this era of athletics there are so many talented people. Yes. You got all these youth programs, everyone's getting specialized now because there's all these parents are saying, "Oh, my kid can only play basketball, my kid can only play hockey, right. only soccer." Um these kids are bred to be athletes at this point. Absolutely. So that that's why I think yeah, I think you're right. You could add another team. Absolutely. If the NBA did an expansion draft, that team would be pretty good. Yeah, I they think. could they could definitely add another team. Just think about some of the talent in terms of the G League, guys like Malachi Richardson, they're good enough to play in the NBA right now. They just can't because there's not enough room, basically. Like he right. would he could put up ten points a night if he was getting the playing time, I'm sure. I, I think like the, I guess the first team to add would probably be Seattle, give them right. a team back. And I feel like that would be a, a booming success, really. Yeah. I think an, another NBA team would have to go to St. Louis. Yeah. Are we going to have people calling back for the, the Syracuse Nationals? No, you can't do that at this uh, no, point. Syracuse no. basketball is too big. No, I, I mean, I don't know if Syracuse it, has they quite the reach one. to get they NBA. They wouldn't get one. No. no not a chance. You can, um, you can dream, though. I mean, XFL to Cuse is Saint, a movement. St. <laughs> Louis and Pittsburgh, I think, are the next two in line. Yeah. They need another Aside team from in, that, in that Midwest region, yeah. I feel like. You get one in the East, one in the West. It works out perfectly. Last one from Jim. 
Trey Young is the best example. If he came out last year, he's the 30th pick in the draft, maybe. He goes to college, he's at worst in the top 10 because college helps you. 100% agree with that. Yeah, that's another really good point from Jim. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to argue against that because there's no doubt Trey Young— Because he sk- skyrocketed his, his right. stock. Nobody Absolutely. knew who Trey Young was coming into this year. He goes to Oklahoma, a team that people probably aren't thinking is going to be that great this year, and— uh, he just accelerates that program, lifts them up. Because what was Trey Young? A top 30 recruit? He was like 23, 25. He was like, yeah, in the 20s. Yeah. Um, and then he has this year and looks like the the best freshman out there. Right. And now he's probably going to be a top 10 pick, like Jim's saying. Yeah. But no one knows who Trey Young is because could he do what he did in the G League? Yeah. But would people care? No. It wouldn't get the national There wouldn't be a Trey Young sure. tracker. Like, where do they even air G League games? Maybe you get the championship I've on NBA TV. I've seen some on, like, Facebook Live, yeah. but not e- I don't know. And they don't get very big crowds, obviously. They're kind of in the middle of nowhere. There's and I wonder no if Basley's going to change that at all. I think it depends on where he goes, too. Is If he goes to, like, a Long Island Nets or a Windy City Bulls, then he's going to be way up there. Like, you're going to get crowds for that. But if he's going to Rio Grande... Or, yeah. or Santa yeah, Cruz. Yeah, no, I think I think he'll draw some crowds, but at the same time, it's gonna fizzle out a little bit. Like first 10, 15 games, people are gonna be like, Oh, I wonder how he's doing. And then it's just gonna become like every sports story and something else is gonna come up and kind of take precedent over. And it. I think too, it might be one of those things where he'll he'll struggle out of the gate. I'll compare it to Lonzo Ball when he when he was taken by the Lakers. And and I wasn't a huge believer in Lonzo Ball coming out of school, but with Lonzo those first couple games in the NBA weren't great. No, he's gotten a lot. But better. now he's gotten a lot better, right. and he's kind of he's reached a sense of normalcy now. Where like, hey, I'm still Lonzo Ball, but like, I'm I'm never gonna reach the expectations you you set for me. But I'm still a pretty good basketball yeah, player. Yeah, I think it's normal to expect him to struggle, especially considering he hasn't even played at the college level. Or he's still 17 years old, basically going into the G League. So. He'll struggle a little bit, but he'll get his footing. I think he's still going to be a success story for sure. Any last thoughts from Jim? No, I think it, I think Jim Jim brings up some good points. I still I'm still going to stand by my original comment that there will be some people joining the Darius Baisley movement or joining that trend a little bit. It won't ever be, you know, take over college basketball or really be too big of a deal. I mean, we talked about how the NCAA should be worried. They should be worried a little bit. Just because it's another, you know, given the circumstances and what the NCAA should be worried in general because there's a lot of stuff going on yeah. in the NCAA right NCAA now. NCAA's got bigger problems than but, Darius Baisley right, right. now. Right. <laughs> Removing all that stuff. They should be worried a little bit. I think we're going to see some changes. The NBA and the NCAA are going to talk and either forego the one-and-done rule or make it so this G League path is a little more incentivizing or something in the next five years. We're going to see some changes before we really see if there was a true correlation from Darius Baisley going to other people falling in his footsteps. All right, let's move to some players who are on the orange. Or maybe it won't be much longer. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Time for our weekly Tyus Battle and O'Shea Brissett update. Tyus Battle, breaking, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed at all. Uh, I've been, I put his Twitter on uh, push notifications. I'm uh-huh. ready to go. Instagram, I've been checking that. I'm, I'm ready to go, and I think he still We're in the is Twitter going era, to. Right? Yeah, I, th- I think Twitter. We're in the Twitter is, era. I think Twitter is going to be where the announcement is made. So, does he send out a tweet if he's like, "I'm coming back"? Do you think he does that? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like. I feel like people are waiting for something, right? I think he'd announce it through through like Syracuse basketball. Is there a somehow. deadline on when he has to test the waters? Because uh, I feel there like... is, and I don't have it up in front of me, but I can look it up if you ramble a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> Tyus Battle, both you and I are in the camp that he's going. Yes, I think he signs the agent, especially think... when you're looking at some of the guys who lately have been signing agents. Like Malik Newman just had a great tournament for Kansas, and now he's going. Did he sign with an agent? He signed with an agent and everything. I was looking at the list of guys signing with agents. You got guys who are sophomores, juniors. They're projected as back-end second-rounders. I'm going to say that he doesn't sign with an agent, but I do think there's a 90 to 95% chance he tests the waters at some point because why why is it taking him so long? I feel like if you're in the camp that you're coming back, you kind of know that, and you make that decision known pretty early. So... 
if it's taking him this long, I feel like he's contemplating it. And usually when you're contemplating it, the route to go, it's just, okay, let's test the waters a little bit, see what's up, and maybe get some feedback in terms of that. And then once you get a better understanding of where you're at, then you make that final decision. So the early entry deadline is April 22nd. Okay, the so combine, still got some time. The combine is not till May. It's from May 16th to the 20th. And then they can withdraw by June 11th. Wow, that's pretty, pretty, that's pretty late. Window. Yeah. yeah. This NBA draft also seems a lot later than usual. N- not till June 21st. Yeah, I feel like it's usually more early June. But yeah, you have until 10 days before the draft to withdraw. And usually you're withdrawn before that. Yeah. But... Also, I just feel like not many, the only thing with if he tests the waters, how many people have tested the waters and not gone? I think I Justin think Jackson dec- did it like his sophomore year, and then he came back for his junior year before leaving last year. Mm-hmm. I can't think of too many people off the top of my head, but I feel like if you test the waters, you're probably going to go. It's just at this point, though, the pools are so big that – it's getting to the point where not everyone can enter your name because you look at, I was just looking at the list from today and all the different guys that have their names entered in. It's unbelievable. Like everyone's giving it a shot. It seems like at this point, um, you look at this past week, a couple of big ones, the BC guards, the, the BC guards, except for Jordan Chapman, right. but Jerome Robinson and Kai Bowman both throwing their names in. You and I both love Boston College. Yeah, I basketball. hope they come back. I really, I really do really hope they come for them back. To come back. They're a fun team to watch. That uh, when I was at the ACC tournament, they were the most fun team to watch in the conference. Yeah, they fill it up and they play pretty quick. Yeah. it's you know it's a team that kind of has like a that's, chip on their shoulder. That's They're a fun team to root for. that if Boston College had gotten into the NCAA tournament, they're winning two games. Yeah, they were red hot, and then of course they kind of laid an egg in the NIT. But right. I think that's just hard to really judge. The NIT is just a completely different environment. It's hard to get up for those games. So we gave you the Tyus update. O'Shea Brissett, interesting comments today on Very Vancouver TSN Radio. Good Canadian boy. Sticking to his hometown roots, right. going on TSN. Uh, for those who don't know what TSN is, it's basically Canadian ESPN. Um, but basically says, and I, I saw some false things flying around on Twitter. He did not say he's coming back. He said he's leaning towards you can't coming assume back. can't that, right. And here's the thing. He left the back door open. He did leave it ajar a little bit, but... I don't know, man. I still think he's coming back after what I heard. Because why would he go out there and kind of not, I guess, put your reputation on the line a little bit? Because now he knew that this was going to be the reaction. A lot of people are going to assume that he's coming back if he goes on there. Why go out of your way to take a stance or go on this radio station and let your thoughts be heard if you know that, you know, in the end you might just be getting Syracuse fans' hopes up and then look even worse two weeks or a week later when you do make the decision to go to the NBA draft, if that's what you're thinking right now. I feel like it. it's a very good sign. Uh, I think that certainly helps. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that he's not going to try and test it out. I mean, today, Jonte Porter, Michael Porter Jr.'s brother, said he's going he's going to test the waters. and he, Which he's, is wild. Yeah. I mean, Jonte Porter averaged 10 points per game and just under seven rebounds. He... I mean, and I he think played he the was, SEC. He talk about a package deal. I feel like he, the only reason he was on Missouri is because Michael Porter was right. there and his dad was. Well, going remember there and he everything. had to reclassify in hopes of playing with his brother. Yeah, and then that didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, he's a fine player, but I don't think he's of not him as an NBA player at right. all. At least not yet. No. But with O'Shea Brissett, like if he sees Jonte Porter testing it out, why isn't he going to test it out? I don't know. I mean. It just seems like he really likes college. He was kind of, you know, he's making a lot of comments that maybe hinted at a subtle shot at Baisley, potentially. Maybe, yeah. He never named him or anything, but it seems like he really likes college, and this is, like, not the first thing we've seen. We saw after the NCAA tournament ends, he made some comments that kind of hinted at it. Then he makes the Darius Baisley Instagram post before Baisley jumps. This is pre-McDonald's All-American game. He says, Excited, looking forward to playing with my teammate next year. Not mm-hmm. next year, but he said, looking forward to my teammate or something like that. Our props to him. And now this, I don't know. That's three things for me that I think proves I'm very confident he comes back at this point. He might test the waters, but I still think he's coming back after hearing the TSN comments on top of what we heard already. 
Tim Leonard, the door is still open. The door is still <sighs> open know, for him to be teammates with Darius Baisley for the Raptors G League team. <laughs> it's still That's open. True. It's still it's, open. It's a jar, but I think it's like 95%. What would you rate I'm it saying, at? in terms of do I think he tests the waters? What's the percentage, or what's the percentage let's, that he, he let's firmly say test comes the back? waters, and what's the percentage he comes back? Test the waters. I think you got to go 50 50, right? Yeah. I'd say it's like 70 30. 70 he doesn't test the waters, 30 he does. I think 50 50 he tests. And then I'll say, because I think if he goes, he's going to light it up. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, that was the thing with Malachi Richardson. I think Richardson. he's NBA ready. He tested the waters. And then, because he didn't sign the agent at first. And then he went. A lot of people loved him. I even saw some tweets. Um, There's a Philly guy who's like, yeah, Malachi Richardson might go in the top 10. Would you draft O'Shea Brissett ahead of Tyus Battle? But here's the thing, too. That's ahead, of, ahead of Tyus Battle, would I draft O'Shea yeah, Brissett? Probably. Wondering. Yeah, Especially I would too. Because you have to look at circumstance, too. Again, you go to a good team if you're O'Shea Brissett. You're going to go to a good That's team because you're going to be picked probably back end of the first round. Yeah. Because the team's going to say, listen, it, like if you're— Again, I bring up the Raptors because I, <laughs> I need this narrative to happen for yes. me for all of my credibility. But all of Canada, <laughs> do this for Toronto. But um, I bring up the Raptors, and I think that it works perfectly here. If you're the Raptors, you know you're not going to have a lottery pick next season. All right, because you, you're going to be good for the, at least the next four or five years. It's true. If you're the Raptors, why would you not tell a guy like O'Shea Brissett, like, "Hey, we'll take you at the end of the first round," because that's us getting a lottery pick in next year's draft, but we get it this year, as opposed to a guy, eh, maybe he's not that good. I just don't think good. you can make that promise, though, and, like, actually right. tell No, I'm not that. saying yeah. you make the promise, but you get you – get, that's how, how I think some of these NBA teams, especially ones that are picking the right. back end, like, like the Warriors, like the Cavaliers, they should be thinking, hey, we're not going to have a lottery pick next year. Why not get one this year at the back end of the draft? Especially if you're the Cavaliers, where you've got that Brooklyn pick early on, you got to be thinking to yourself – all right, this could be sweet. We get a stud like a Trey Young, and then we also get an O'Shea set at like our actual pick of 28-29. Right. And that's a lottery pick in next year's draft that we won't have. So you're essentially getting that piece. You're giving him NBA training because you look, O'Shea set, he's bulked up a lot since he's come to Syracuse. Yes. That's the one thing I've noticed about him. But now you're going to give him NBA training but for a whole year. On the flip side, if you're Brissett, you can come back – and solidify yourself as a lottery pick and get the lottery, get the lottery money. pick money, money on top of maybe making another run in the tournament and coming back and enjoying college lifestyle, right. bulking up, completing your game a little bit more. And that's the thing. It all comes There's down to money. There's tons of pros to coming back. It, call, it all comes down to money at the end of the day, and that could be the thing that kind of changes things. But maybe you bet on yourself. Hey, I'll take this now. And, and I guess it works both ways. Bet on yourself early. You get the, you can get to that first contract earlier, or you bet on yourself for next season, and then you get that a little bigger contract in the draft. Right. So you're like fifty fifty. You're not a, all in on him going per se. No, no, no. no. I think okay. there's a forty percent chance he goes. Okay. All right. And there's a fifty so percent chance he tests the water because I think if he tests the waters, he does well. Yeah. Kind of like Malachi did. Yeah, I, I can see that happening, too. I don't think he tests the water, so I'm, I'm feeling confident from a Syracuse fan perspective that he's coming back after hearing that. I'm looking at the time. We've been going for over 40 minutes now. Um, We've got to play the Matt Moyer guessing game. We have to play the Matt Moyer guessing game. We'll, we can do a whole preview pod of next season later. Yeah, See, yeah. We're, we're just stashing content now. Right. Uh, this Come is, back this for is a more. vet move by Plus, us. Plus, we're going to have to have a pod when Tyus makes his decision, right. which, mm-hmm. with our luck, will probably be about 10 minutes after we wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, We'll get into all the future rankings and stuff like that, the way-too-early look at the ACC. I think it's worth doing that after some of these waters clear up. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, all right, Matthew Moore, guessing game. Who are you taking? Xavier makes a lot of sense. Okay, so... Travis Steele, the coach that Chris Mack obviously goes to Louisville. Now you bring in Travis Steele. Supposedly, we've seen articles that Travis Steele has a connection to Matthew Moore. He recruited him previously. I feel like Xavier's probably the favorite right now. I've seen Kansas State. I've seen some other schools. Ohio State's been in the mix, too. And that's obviously where he committed initially. But Xavier's right around that same area. 
close to where he grew up. If I'm a betting man, I'm going Xavier, I think. I'm, yeah, I'm all in on Xavier, too. I think the whole Chris Steele thing, or rather, Travis Steele thing, yeah. mixing up names here of Xavier coaches, uh, because it says in the article uh, that Matthew Moore's mom says, if Travis gets the job, we're immediately setting up a visit. We should that say just shows how close it Syracuse. is. Syracuse.com Syracuse. article. We'll yeah. cite it. We're yeah. proper journalists yeah. here. We, we've been getting giving a lot of plug to, to local journalism today. We have Mike Waters. Now this is a Donna DeTota article. So. We're, we're all across the board. Yeah, we'll props collect, to the local We'll collect Syracuse our royalty media. checks at the end of the season. <laughs> at the end of uh, this offseason. Yeah, yeah, Xavier makes a lot of sense. I think it's all Xavier. A lot of people, I feel like, think it's Ohio State just because there's the whole ties with him. And, like, if you look at Matthew Moyer's Snapchat story during the offseason, I think he's at Ohio State, like, every other he weekend. He was at Ohio State, like, the other weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. I mean, he lives in Columbus, um, and there, he's he loves the Buckeyes. But I, I think Xavier makes too much sense, especially because, remember, Matthew Moyer, probably recruited by Thad Mata. Yeah, and that's true. And that's not there anymore. Chris Holtman's there. Not that Chris Holtman's a bad coach or a bad right. recruiter. but he doesn't have an established relationship, or to the degree as he did with Thad Mata, you'd have to think. Right. And then I, just all that makes a lot of sense. Kansas State and Vanderbilt, I think those were some other teams that were thrown out yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, He's a smart that kid. Just, He's got some good schools that, on here. That just doesn't seem like a like a Matthew Moore school. No. It just it doesn't seem like something. I, like I think gonna, he's gonna stay relatively close to home. Right, exactly. And Xavier just makes a lot of sense. And in he'll that go department. to Xavier and he'll get a lot of minutes. And Xavier's a program on the rise. He could definitely be we've seen a lot of Syracuse players go to different places and have some success stories. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll definitely have a success story. I think Xavier's the pick right now, if I had to guess. And Xavier also, they had a guy from who was supposed to be a transfer from Dartmouth, Evan Boudreaux. Ironically enough, a Jalen Brunson AAU teammate. Really? These are the things you don't get from other places. No. But he was a he was a Dartmouth transfer. He was transferring to Xavier, and then Chris Mack took the job at Louisville. So now he's back on the market. So that opens uh. up a spot at that kind of power forward or, or three four type mold position. Yeah, maybe Syracuse will go after him. Who knows? He might. He'd be a good fit. He's a good player. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, I think I think we're clear. We're on the same path there, on the same playing field. I think we both think Xavier's probably the best bet for him, and we wish him the best. I yeah. think he'll be a successful story if he, he does He just seems like a Xavier player, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, musketeers all the way, definitely. <laughs> all right, anything else? Any last thing? No, I think we've got plenty to touch on next week. We've saved yeah. a lot. In we, the, we stashed a lot of content in the today. bag here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've got we've got to do our awards show. Trunk. Yep. Shout out. I mean, give us some ideas for awards. We're gonna try and come up with some creative, funny ones. I think we've got a couple in mind that'll be pretty good. Mm-hmm. This season's got a lot to break down, so we'll just dissect it a little bit more and and go through the ins and outs of it, and then obviously preview a little bit more of next season. And then we'll probably be on to football soon. Wow. It's yeah. coming up close. Uh, what is it? Spring? Uh, when's the spring game? A couple weeks, um, right? Not this Saturday, but a week from week Saturday. Week from Saturday. And yeah. you and I were saying we're thinking about doing a yes, pod live at that. the spring game. Maybe well, just rapid reaction, something like that, because this is a pretty pretty controversial spring game. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. I mean, some of the lineups have been interesting. Who knows if they're going to unveil what we've seen from those lineups, but a lot of new freshmen. So I think there'll be a lot, a lot to dissect and a lot people would want to know about. So that'd be a good idea for sure. Yeah, I we've never done a live pod. I guess it's not really a live pod. No podcast is ever yeah, live. Yeah, because you got to upload it. <laughs> you got to upload it. I but mean, we've done emergency we, pods. We've, we've done, done emergency of those, pods, yeah. I mean, that's the first thing whenever anything happens. Is right, like that's where our pod. mind goes. T- when Tim Tyus declares, I'm, I'm hitting you up. Yep, emergency, emergency pod. pod. We got to like, it's like the bat phone. I call you up <laughs> and we go immediately to the studios. <laughs> to the bat studios. Yeah, seriously. Um. But yeah, maybe we could periscope or something. Yeah, that'd periscope be good. like sit in the stands, just for sure. Act like act like real fans. We've got to get our takes out there. Yeah, they'll, they'll get out to the great the great wide open. For Although, sure. how, how many takes can you get from a spring game? I don't know, man. I mean, you know, we can have fun with it. I think I think there is definitely is Tommy DeVito gonna he's gonna play right? Tommy DeVito's got to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, a lot amount. to dissect for sure. There's there's a lot of unknowns going into this season, and there's a lot of new guys that I'm sure people want to know about. So, yeah. Syracuse Athletics, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, right? seriously, the gift that never stops sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for us. Be sure to tweet at us at Orange Fizz or. Find us personally at Tyler Rocky underscore and at Tim underscore Leonard four. I got that right, right? Yep, you did. You know, I actually got got my first reader email 
Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, let's, you let's, let's read this. Um, it was in regards, actually, it was in regards to a lot of things. It was from Christopher. Hi, Tyler. This is, so I, I talk about a guy, Michael Fink from, um, from Illinois. Okay. You know, Fink's younger brother is at Grand Canyon. Thank you. Okay. Um, and then, can Luther transfer within the ACC in regards to Ryan right, Luther, right. pick guy? Um, yes, he can. Yes. Because he's a grad transfer. There, right. There's no limit to that. Uh, so he'll be fine. He won't have to sit out that extra, extra year. He th- Chris thinks we're picking up nobody. And he yeah. also thinks that Quad A Green might be available and on to 2019, I think, Buddy Bayheim red shirts. Really? Where, where is he hearing that Quad A Green's available? <laughs> yeah. When I, I think, saw that, I was like... Well, he's not one of Calipari's guys yet. I don't think he's one yeah. of his guys. Yeah. He's, he's still... So here's my thought process through this entire email. Um, you know Fink's younger brother is at Grand Canyon. At first, I thought I made some type of fact there, and I was like, wait, what? But yeah, that's no, I, just I, kind I looked of a up, weird thing. Fink's to... younger brother's at Grand Canyon. Good I'm like, okay, okay, thanks. Yep. I'm starting to think maybe he's a troll. But then he gets into, can Luther transfer within the ACC? Perfectly valid question, right. to which I just gave you the answer. Yes, he can. <laughs> and I think so we pick like up- Cam Johnson. Right. <laughs> I think we pick up absolutely no one. Fair take. Right. You're allowed to say that. And then- Back to troll status. I'm hearing Quade Green might be available. <laughs> <laughs> on to 2019. Yeah, from? where are you getting this from? Like, we don't have sources like yeah. this guy, I guess. So, hey. Chris, I might have to do a little bit of a Google search on you. Uh, see if you're a legit source on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Look you up. Watch. Fact he'll be like he'll be like some Kentucky ball boy or something like that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like maybe. from Syracuse, but went to Kentucky. Now he's a ball boy with the team. Hey. That'd be quite the story if Quad A Green <laughs> ventured back to the Carrier Dome and uh, committed in a roundabout way. I don't know. Technically, we would have had it first. Yeah, I guess so. We got so. our sources. Fizz first. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That actually wraps it up yeah, for finally. all of us. Uh, <laughs> feel free to tweet us. Words of encouragement, words of negativity. We don't care. We'll take we'll, any and we'll, all. We're thick-skinned we'll journalists. We'll shout you out if we'll it's We'll shout you out if it's good. We'll, we'll, we'll chirp back at you if it's not. Right. All right? We're so, here all week. Come at us. And if you got any breaking news about Quad A Green, hit us up too. No, oh, yeah. Any any sources. We're we're all always ready. Yeah. All right. This is like the third time we've tried to end this, so yeah. let's actually do this, all right? Let's just that's, end it. Th- that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs>